We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Monday, January 20th, uh, the day after uh, uh, the conference championships and, and some really crappy two-game NBA slate that I didn't play. So for the review, show, this is the pregame show. I'm Jordan Cooper, uh, Blenderhead. Uh, Devin, Devin's producing, so that, that little graphic that shows uh, that this is who I am, that should be up on the screen somewhere, right? Typically, I'm the one on the weekends doing it. So uh, I, maybe I need to update that resume so I make myself feel, look a little bit better because I, I do it for the other people, and they always, they always have these icons on their screen. I need an icon. Devin, can you make sure I get an icon of some type? Even if it's a poop emoji, I just want an icon. Icon times two or some, something, something like that. But this is the pregame show uh, where, where we would discuss uh, yesterday's slate, review some stuff strategy-wise, mostly GPP, and then uh, then tackle some early uh, strategic stuff for uh, for the current day slate. NBA today is is just all over the place depending on where you're playing. Right. They can't they can't can they just come together and have a meeting and say what the slates are. So it just helps everyone out. So it's so DraftKings has a two o'clock slate for nine games. And then like like then they have a uh, a, a 730 slate. 
But FanDuel, like their main slate is at five o'clock. And then then they have, uh, who knows? I, I don't know what the schedule is today. Mostly on this show, I'm going to cover the, the 2 p.m. DK slate. Uh, only because we have Grinders Live that's going to come before FanDuel lock at five. And then crunch time before the the late DK 7.30 lock. So essentially the 2 p.m. is like no show. So I guess this is the show for it. And, uh, and, and we're not on YouTube currently. We're still, we're in YouTube purgatory now. Uh, hopefully that gets sorted out by, by the end of the week. So, uh, go to the free chat channel in discord. If you'd like to ask questions, uh, interact. I mean, I'll answer anything strategically and, uh, and hopefully we'll be back on, on YouTube soon. Rotogrinders.com slash videos. You should be there. We're, we're on Vimeo or Twitch or Periscope. You're somewhere. You're probably, you're, if you, if you could hear me, you can, you're in the app. You can hear me. You could always go to the free chat channel, uh, which is available to anyone uh, basically signed up for Roto Grinders. Just as long as you have an account, I mean, a free account, as long as you have a forum account or whatever, you're able to participate in there. So uh, uh, what happened yesterday? Yesterday, uh, there was an NBA slate. Did anyone care? Did anyone care that it was an NBA slate? No, everyone was watching football. NFL football ruled the day. We had the, the two game slate the 305 the 640 well it depends obviously your time zone we had the slate yesterday uh and i i enjoy like i enjoy smaller slates uh when they, they're running very big gpps like very very big ones in, in games like football and baseball and stuff like that not necessarily in basketball but in football because uh most of the time in football, you get a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, you know, average Joe's on the couch, you know, oh, 25 bucks for a million dollar dream, you know, that type of player. Uh, and a lot of people just build lineups to have like little, like n- almost no chance to win, right? They're good lineups. They've, they've great chances to min cash, but very little chance to win. So uh, I like, I, I, my goal is to make unique lineups. It's like, as long as like, if I can take down solo first, like I'm just going to, I'm, I'm making lineups that, some some that may not even make any sense, but as as long as as long as I have equity in first place, I'll I'll hope for that. So if we take a look at yesterday's NFL two game slate on DraftKings, uh, obviously uh, the chalk play like if you picked uh, Kittle or Kelsey in your tight end spot, uh, you you didn't win yesterday. Which uh, it, if you if you tuned into other stuff that I do, I, I've talked about making builds without either of them in them, uh, and I did do that, and I'll show you my builds. So looking in between the three contests this is what I like doing for GPPs just to see the disparity between the higher stakes players, which we would tend to consider to be sharper and the lower stakes players. So we got the wildcat, the Millie, the $25 and the play action, which is that the $3 20 max are all, all three of these are larger field contests. So looking across, you see like Kittle, Kittle much more at higher stakes, much like, Monster was the was the I mean the main one, fifty seven percent higher stakes, but in the lower stakes forty two percent. Damien Williams fifty five to thirty eight. I mean we can take a look. Who did the lower stakes players play more than the higher stakes players? Derrick Henry. There you go. Derrick Henry was sixty seven percent in the play action, fifty two in the wildcat. We could also take a look at. Uh, I mean this is about even here for Devontae Adams, Mahomes. About even around over here. Debo is a little bit higher owned in the lower stakes. Same for Watkins. Uh, just uh, anything that sticks out over here. I'm just I'm just basically looking for things that stick out. That go okay. Like Adam Humphreys, sixteen percent 
in high stakes, six percent in low stakes. Because he was a late active, right? You know, he hasn't played in a bunch of weeks, right? So I'm, I'm assuming in the lower stakes, if six percent was Humphreys, I'm assuming Sharp. Okay, well, Sharp ended up at six percent regardless. So I guess people just didn't want to play them at all. Oh, look at Kendrick Bourne, right? He got he got uh, that you know one the, the red zone target. I mean, he's like a, he doesn't play that many snaps. Five six uh, percent in higher stakes. 17% in lower stakes based on recency bias, right? So you can take a look and you can see, I mean, even, even if you're playing or not playing these contests, you can see where the edge is just in singular plays, just in singular plays going, going, uh, the sharper plays are in the sharper contest. I'm not, who cares that Kittle didn't only got 2.9 points. I'm just saying that like Derrick Henry more casual players, more cheaper players, the cheapy people are more likely than someone that's spending $777 on an entry. So use that to your advantage. Why were the high stakes so low on Tevin Coleman, who was splitting carries before? Uh, because of price. People are asking about Tevin Coleman. So let's let's go to, where's, where's Tevin Coleman here? Tevin Coleman, 14%. Yeah, the 20, yeah. Nearly everyone, in the, even on Roto-Grinders, on, on the expert survey, like literally every, everyone's like biggest fade was Tevin Coleman because of recency bias. Tevin Coleman was 5,700 and most was 4,300 and Brita was 3,400. So if they, if, if, if you're going to figure they're going to split carries, you, you play the cheaper one, right? I mean, pretty much. I mean, that, that was the thought process going into it. It wasn't the fact that, you know, people didn't like Tevin Coleman. It's the fact that it's a $1,400 difference on a slate where it's not like running back was that great. Right. We had a slate where, I mean, essentially the plays were like Coleman or Mostert, uh, Damien Williams, Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry. Pretty, I mean, I mean, that's it. I mean, it's four. It's four teams. You'd rather play the favored running backs. So that's going to be one of the 49ers running backs and what and, and, and Damien Williams. Damien Williams, probably the top running back play on the slate because he catches patches and the Chiefs are a big favorite. Right, most amount of points. So, but yeah. So, I mean, most lineups we're going to have these guys. But the problem came into yesterday in GPP is that Kittle and Kelsey, fifty-two percent on average, fifty-nine percent on average. If you were able to fade both of those guys, you probably made money. Okay, because tight end was a, a, a was nothing. I mean, it's Kittle. Kel, it was Kittle, Kelsey. Then he got he got the Janu Smiths and the Jimmy Grams. The Anthony Ferksers, or even worse, I mean, the Jay Sternberger. I mean, you, you, you're punting. You're doing a punt punt type of play. So a lot of people did play double tight end, and they played Kittle and Kelsey together. That lineup failed, and a lot of people, even if they didn't, it, it, they would play Kittle or Kelsey in a in a utility slot, like if you're playing Janu or something like that. So, but looking at individual stakes to see where you can gain leverage. So understand that a, sh- a sharp play in higher stakes is not necessarily as sharp in lower stakes. So you may have, it may be the situation like in NBA, for instance, that, you know, something happens at six thirty, a half an hour before lock that opens up and it's like, ah, they, they, there's this value play. I'm not a great value play, but enough of a value play. And, you go, should I jump on it? And I'm, and let's say you're playing the $1 contest. You're playing the mini max or something. And you go, I'm deciding on whether or not I should go all in on this new news. 
in the lower stakes, I'm much more I'm much more likely to just go all in because the the amount of people that react to it is going to be much lower. Or you may think in terms of maybe you don't go all maybe maybe going half in, you get enough leverage as it is because it's not going to be as much. But like in the higher stakes, you may because that those types of things happen. And in the higher stakes, they end up being like 60% owned. And in the lower stakes, they end up being 28% owned. We look the next day and see why was this such a disparity. It's because people in the lower stakes just built their lineups and just, just said, uh, new news, I don't care. I don't really care. That's why we saw with that Humphreys. 16% Humphreys over here, 6% in the lower stakes. So th- th- these are things to take, in, take uh, into account. If you want to judge your individual plays, regardless of how they performed, if you're aspiring to be the type of player that wins and plays at the Wildcat level, right? If you want to be a high-stakes player, a pro, right? You you want to look at what the pros do, right? I mean, that's that's pretty much pretty much what you'd be looking at. Not at if they were if they succeeded on that specific day, but what did they do? So turns out. Players in the green were the sharper plays. And the play, if you see green on this side, they were the dumber plays. Okay, so like that's that's a general rule. That's what we're looking at here. But then we look at the uh the actual let's let's take a look at the million, uh, which was $25 contest, which I didn't even play this one. I actually came in eleventh in the nine dollar slant. Uh almost had a shot solo first. Uh, almost had a shot at solo first, but uh Aaron Jones had to happen. So the, the that didn't work out, but I, I, I had a, I had a good day. Uh, could have been much better, but let's say uh, uh, Giants would and Leonem, they both split it. And uh, let's take a look at Giant Squid's exposures. Okay, this is what we can we can take a look at both. I mean, we can take a look at both of theirs. I guess. Is there anyone up here like a Raven? Yeah, he he did some Galaxy Brain stuff that I I mean a lot of stuff that I had also. So let's go a Raven. Okay, so Giant Squid. A Raven right here. We can tell by Giant Squid's exposures. Let's go by the top exposure. Come on. Come on, sort. Thank you. Uh, he had a ton of Tyreek Hill, Damien Williams, ton of George Kittle. You see, 59% George Kittle. He still won. Mostert. Is that how you pronounce his name? Mostert? 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 I don't know. It's one of those things. But look, look Giant Squid. Squid won with 150 entries. He had 53% Emmanuel Sanders that got a zero, okay, in his lineups. He had 59% George Kittle that got 2.9, not zero. It says zero here. Like, these aren't the final scores, I, I don't think. 195 wasn't the final. This is, this is, this is not a, an updated point score from, from yesterday. Apparently, the results DB people early this morning uh, – have not completely updated it, but I get the exposures. So I mean, I don't, I don't care about the actual fantasy sports. Uh, so are we even sure the Giant Squid even won? Are we even sure? I don't. I'm not even sure. Maybe we're not even showing the right winner. Who knows? But let's say these are two good players. Well, we can at least go by that. So, but you could take a look at like how much Corey Davis fifty. I mean, there, 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 there are Kelsey forty two percent, forty two percent. He had. He had Kittle 59%. He had Sanders 53%. He had Kelsey at 42%, yet he still won. Well, how does that happen? A Raven, on the other hand, I mean, much more all in or nothing, just basically 100% most there. 
100, uh, nearly 100% Damian Williams, 76% Devontae Adams. Look, Giant Squid won, 18% Devontae Adams. Adams had 25 points, right? So he only had 18% of them. You go, how did, how did this guy finish so high? Oh, Leon M is Mike. Oh, that's Mike Leone. Oh, I don't know who Leon. Okay, let's take a look at what, what, what Mike did. I don't know. I, I never, I never seem to find, I never seem to find Mike in the top of you. Well, cause maybe he doesn't play basketball as much. No, I know. I know Mike. I know Mike Leon. I know. I know. I just I didn't know his username. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, 49ers defense, Damian Williams, Aaron Jones, 56%. That was way over the field. Well, we take a look and I think people look at exposures. Okay. I, I, I talked about this. Uh, on Twitter yesterday. People talk about exposures and judge based on exposures and not the lineups that they're in too much. I think people use lineup HQ or, or, or whatever, whatever optimizer you're using, but I use lineup HQ and they go, well, I want, I want 40% of this guy or I, Oh, I'm playing a hundred lineups. I got 70% of that guy. Right. Uh, but they're not taking into account the lineup, the lineups that they're in. Okay, I'll show you. Like that's why I'm pointing out for for Giant Squid, like he had, like Aldis Emmanuel Sanders, yet he still he still had a first place lineup. He had all he had all both tight ends. He had plenty of, and he still had a first place lineup because the lineups that they're in make sense with the lineups that they're in. Okay, so Emmanuel Sanders, what type of lineup would Emmanuel Sanders most likely be in? Uh, let's take a look at uh, let's uh, take a look at quarterbacks, because that's the easiest way to probably see stats on this. Giant Squid had 43 percent Garoppolo. You see across the exposure that people had different, you know, less people had Aaron Rodgers. But most of the Emmanuel Sanders lineups are going to be Garoppolo lineups, right? So his 50, his whatever percent, 53% Emmanuel Sanders, 43% of it is Jimmy Garoppolo. Those lines are dead, right? He threw the ball like seven times. So like those lineups are dead. So all those 43%, all these lineups, the problem, the, the, the thing is, is that if, as long as Emmanuel Sanders is locked and Debo Samuel and those type of guys are locked into these lineups, who cares that all of them, they're, they're, they're sitting all the way at the bottom. Who cares about those lineups? Let's take a look at the live lineups, the Mahomes' lineups. The, you know, they got a little, t- like the Tannehill lineup. Most likely, 4% Tannehill probably has an A.J. Brown, a Corey Davis, or that type of thing in there, right? So you have to take a look at where the lineups are. So we can look at running backs now, for instance. Take off quarterbacks. Aaron Jones for Giant Squid, probably... Aaron Jones is in more Jimmy Garoppolo lineups than anything else. And Raheem Mostert is probably in non-Jimmy Garoppolo lineups. Probably. So Giant Squid had 53% Sanders, had 40-something percent Garoppolo, and had 58% Mostert. But the good thing is, is that his Mostert shares, most of them were not in the Garoppolo Sanders lineup. So while you could take a look at the wide receiver exposure and go, 
look how much Emmanuel Sanders he had. How much? How did he win? Multi multi entering. It's like well, because the Emmanuel Sanders exposures was condensed to the lineups in which Sanders made sense in, which were lineups that had would after the first game were essentially dead. So who cares? So you take a look at this and go, he got lucky. Like, no, he didn't get lucky. He built lineups that were maximizing for an outcome. These lineups were maximizing for Garoppolo probably throwing a ton. But it didn't, but his 53% didn't infect, if you want to call it infect. It didn't infect as much of his Mahomes' lineups, his Mahomes, Hill, Watkins' lineups, right? So just because you see 53%, just because you see 50%, just if you're building in lineup HQ, you're going like, I'll take a look at my, I, I left my exposures from yesterday. I made 125 teams. Okay. This is my, this is my output. This is what I uploaded. I may have made some late swaps after the first game, but like I had 70% Damien Williams. I had 52% Devontae Adams, but look, look, I had 30% Emmanuel Sanders. I only had 35% Mostert. I had 42% Debo Samuel. I still had plenty of Kelsey. I was actually a little under the field on Kittle. But I was building lineups. If you take a look here, this is our quick stack section. Uh, Eric Bindford does a lot of great analysis with with Slate IQ. Uh, And, I mean, I knew this beforehand. I mean, he didn't have to tell me that, on a two-game slate, you want to get unique, okay? You're playing like a 200,000-person GPP. You're playing a 50,000-person GPP. There's going to be a lot of duplicate entries. It's not hard to plug in the best plays. So you're going to have to find a way. And people are like, how do I get different? Let me take some, you know, fourth tight end or something. You don't have to. Build constructions that less people are going to build, okay? A lot of people in the larger field GPPs are going to be like, uh, I'm going to pair my quarterback with two pass catchers. But, I mean, we only have two games. So if you did that, like, you'd be using, like, you'd, you'd have to run it back with two people. And it, the, the the combinations that are possible make it highly likely that that type of lineup gets duplicated, more so than if you stack them with three teammates. And you just say, it's an onslaught. So, like, and I don't even care if it's a running back. I don't care if it's... You know, Damien Williams with Mahomes. I don't care if it's Mostert with Garoppolo. I don't care if it's Henry with Tan. I don't care. Most people are not going to play those running backs necessarily with the quarterback as much at least, right? I get more unique by construction. So basically what I was doing is building four-man team stacks with two runbacks, with one runback, with zero runback. Those are the lineups I want. I want 50%, essentially a six-man game stack. 25% a five-man game stack. And then down here, which I I think it got cut off on the screen. Uh, Just a four-man team stack with no, literally no one run back. Like, I had plenty of lineups where I just had Mahomes, Williams, Hill, Watkins. And that's it. Now I'm heading into the late game, Right. Then I just needed Jones, Adams, Grant. I just need I just need more Packers and Mostert, and that would have been fine. But that's what I'm trying to do: build lineups that make sense. So, like taking a look at this lineup that first came up, right? Manuel Sanders, dud, right? So this lineup's dead. Kelsey, I have a Kelsey Kittle lineup, if 
but I got Adam Humphreys in there. So this has enough leverage because Humphreys provides enough leverage to still have this two tight end build. So like two tight end build, Tajay Sharp, Jamal Williams, right? I had a little, I had like 7% Jamal Williams. So look, all these two tight end lineups, which died yesterday, you shouldn't have played with, with like with a chalk construction. Like that's a cash lineup. So if I'm going to build lineups like this, the way that I programming it into lineup HQ, Kelsey Kittle, make sure to have the Titans defense, like Titans defense. And this, this see this one, I could have, well, Garoppolo with Mostert may be slightly different pairing them together. This may be a lineup that I'm not that proud of. I don't know if I got enough leverage here. Like here, Demarcus Robinson ended up at like 9% owned. I had 20% of him. So I could play Kelsey Kittle, leverage Demarcus Robinson, and the Packers defense, I guess. Well, I had a lot. I, I didn't have many Kelsey Kittle lineups. So here's another one. Kelsey Kittle, Demarcus Robinson. Can we find more Kelsey Kittle? Kelsey Kittle. And eh, maybe not this this one I'm not that proud of. Nah, eh, probably not that proud of. I didn't play that many two tight ends. I mean, if I take a look at my my build rules, my two tight end was like a 28%. So that's why the key to, if you're gonna build lineups, this is for GPPs, especially on short slates. Short slates, there's so much overlap. If you're gonna spend, like let's say. $25 to be in this milli, whatever. Like if you get duplicated once your entry loses like half of its expected value. I mean, like you can't win a million dollars. Yeah, it's great. You can win a, a half a milli, right? Or whatever, 650,000. If it's only duplicated once, but there are entries in these contests that are duplicated ten, tens, if not hundreds of times. Okay. You're still paying the same amount. So on small slates, your goal should be to have unique lineups. You should judge your performance based on that. When I when I saw in the if I go to uh, let me go to results debate, I'll show you my in the nine dollar slant. Where's the nine dollar slant? Where I mean, yeah, these aren't updated scores. Yeah, we don't even get updated scores. Where are we? Uh, there's there's one of my lineups. Down there, do I have a lineup somewhere? Somewhere. But which one of the lineup? Let's take a look. I had 60 entries into it. Yeah, I think here's the, right. I had Mahomes, Williams, Mustard, Hill, Brown, Watkins, Ferkser, Devontae Adams, 49ers defense. Take a look at the ownership of all this. 50% 50% owned, 50% owned. I mean, like, look at look at how, how chalky this lineup is. Other than the fact that I'm playing a 2% owned tight end and not playing Kelsey and Kittle. This lineup that you're looking at right here was the only version of this. It's only spent 49,300. There was no other, in, in a contest with what, 38,000 entries or something? This was the only one. This could have won $25,000, right? 
Same thing for the other contests. I try to build unique lineups that has the most expected value, not the most probable of succeeding. Did I, Anthony Ferkser being the, the second highest tight end because Kelsey and Kittle bombed, right? Jimmy Graham and Anthony Ferkser were the two tight ends that you really wanted. Did I know that? No. The goal isn't to predict what I, what, what's going to happen. It's to beat people in a contest. Right, I said. I said before the slate. I said I, I'm going to put in 125 lineups. If you can guarantee me that I'm spending at least like 48,000, and I'm playing players that are at least going to be on the field, if you could give me 125 unique lineups that will not be duplicated, you don't. I, you don't even have to explain to me who's in those lineups. You don't even have to tell me. They could be 120 Tannehill lineups for all I know. It, it doesn't matter to me. Anymore. Once they start getting duplicate on these short slates, bigger slates, you don't have to worry about it because there's so many more options that the, the likelihood of duplication goes way down. But on these short slates, we're, we're going to come up to this uh, Super Bowl showdown slate. You want to know how many how many duplicate lineups are going to be in that? It's going to be nuts. Nutso, nutso. I mean, I think that Millie is like uh, 400,000 entries, 141,000 entries. There, there will be lineups that are duplicated over 1,000 times. So understand that if, if you if you duplicated 100, uh, 1,000 times, oh, you came in first for 900. It's a mil, million to first. You're going to split that 1,000 ways. So how, how, how much is that overall? One, two, three, four, five, six, divided by one that you, you, you get it. You end up with like $1,400. You came in first for $1,400. You spent 20, you put whatever the number. Whatever the entry fee is, that's the most that you could win when you play a lineup like that. You go, you start rooting for it, and you go, wow, so many people have this lineup. Oh, my God, I may win. But it, when you win, it's going to be $1,400. i am going to play a lineup that when I win, it's going to be a million dollars. Or at least $500,000. I only duplicated once. Define a short slate in NBA, please. Probably two games. Always understand that the words, these words, don't mean anything. Short, long, small, big. These, these words, they only mean to, in relation to one another. Is a four-game slate a small slate? Is a two-game slate a small? Is three games a small? What, what, where's the line? What's a large field GPP? Five figures? So 10,000 is a large field, but 9,999 wouldn't be. Once you take one off, then we have to change our strat, like change our strategy based on one. Pl- it's, it's a scale. It's a spectrum. The li- less amount of games and players to be chosen in the pool, the more you should be cognizant of not having duplicated lineups. The larger the slate and larger the amount of options, the less Congress. A 14-game NFL slate? I'm not worried about duplication. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing correlative lineups and getting leverage. I'm, duplication doesn't even matter that much to me. It's, li- it's unlikely that I'm going to have that many duplicated lineups if I have any. So I think that's the NFL slate. Any, any questions about yesterday's NFL stuff. I mean, I showed you, I showed you what I did, right? I had some Matt Breida that didn't do anything down here. Right. I only had nine, I only had 9% Ferkser, but he appeared in the lineups that I needed him in. 
right? I still had 21% Tevin Coleman. But those lineups were dead to begin with, right? After that first game, it's just like basically, you know, where are my cheap stacks? Where are my Watkins cheap stacks? And then I do some late swaps and go, maybe I need to switch around some people. I, I tried, I jammed in most of those those stacks that I had after the first game. I was just jamming in more, more Rohim Mostert. Because a lot of those had like, you know, it's, it was a Brita lineup. It was Emmanuel Sanders in the flex lineup. And I'm like, nope, Mostert. Mostert just, just keep on jamming in Mostert into all the, all, all the lineups with Ferkser in it. I just tried to get as much of, I basically tried to get as much of Mostert and, and Devontae Adams as I could get after the first game. Okay. So after going over NFL, and this, this is what I do in the morning. This, I mean, you're looking at my process literally in the what I do in the morning. I take a look at some of this stuff. I may look at more users. Now that I know that that's Mike Lee. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this username before. It's Leoni M, but it looks like Leon M. So I mean, be, be, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to recognize it. Okay, so now we got uh, NBA today. Okay, let me let me re- let me refresh lineup HQ. Two p.m. slate. Do we have any news? Do we have any late news? I haven't ever gotten notifications about Anthony Davis is available to play. Is that for today's slate? Are they on the two? These The sites splitting these slates stupidly. Like, I don't know who's on what slate. So the Lakers are not on this slate. Okay, so we don't have to worry about that. Okay. So if we sort this by projection-wise, uh, do we have any news on, 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 on Cleveland? Is Love sitting? Is Love expected to sit? No, Love is Love is still in the pool. Only because I see Larry Nance in here. Is Thompson sitting? No. Why is Nance popping? How many minutes did he get last game? Oh, he got 25 minutes. Okay, okay, maybe not that bad. Okay, what's going on with OKC? We got some some injuries for OKC also, because Hamadou Diallo. We got a lot of... A lot of ugh. Ugh, is Hamadou Diallo going to be chalk? What's going on there? Marvin Bagley, I understand. I mean, I'm getting this, literally, I'm looking at this slate for the first time, like literally with you. I mean, I think I made a dummy lineup yesterday. Looking around, it looks, it looks, uh, we don't have ownership up yet, so it's going to be hard to tell that. The 2 p. this is the 2 p.m. DraftKings slate. So I'm going to do what I, what I normally do, okay? Using our projections. I'm going to go up to, let's go up to, Let's go up to ah, 300. Screw it. Okay. Just default. Take these off. Not use running percentages. 49.5 or something. Right. Just going to run 300 line. Ow. The referee came up. Stop it, referee. I know how to get around you, referee. Get that. And there you go. Okay. So I'm just going to run 300 line just to see where people show up in. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get too much like Muhammad Bamba. I mean, do I want that much Diallo? I mean, I don't think so. Zeller, is he going to be a play versus Orlando? Dwayne Bacon, do I really want to play him? These are guys with like negative RGB values. So, I mean, like, like they're at decent prices, but you can't, the raw points value is, is low. Ownership went up a second ago, according to Jamino. It's probably brutal. It's probably brutal. Oh, okay. Now we get it. Oh, we got it. Yeah, Kyrie, Giannis, Drummond. 
You know, the people that I expected to be based on the slate. You're probably making some build with, with two of these players. Irving. You're probably playing Drummond more so than Giannis, but we'll see. I think it depends on the New Orleans news. What's going on with New Orleans? Do Are we going to get that? We're not going to get it, though. This is why they can't do it this way. Like New Orleans, the, the most important news on the slate is probably what's going on with Drew Holiday and Derek Favors, right? Is, uh, wouldn't you consider that? Is there anything else that we're waiting on? Because that's going to dramatically, if Drew Holiday plays, that means that takes, you know, heart kind of out of out of a value picture. It takes, you know, kind of lowers ball and lowers Ingram a little. Uh, and then Favors, if he's in, then Jackson Hayes is in a play. And if he's out at 3,900, Jackson Hayes is going to be a play at a center slot, right? Because we currently have Favors in, right? Yeah, it's 6,600, which isn't, like, horrible for him. But Hayes, like, Hayes is 3,900. If Hayes inherits, like, we go here. We give Hayes, like, 26 minutes. I mean, like, like he's going to be a 6.7 meeting. I mean, like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to want to play him. But I don't know if we're going to even get that news. I guess in GPP, you could go for it, and you just late swap. I think some of these early games, you're not going to really be playing, right? Washington, Detroit. I mean, essentially, it's Drummond, Rose, or nothing. Because, I mean, you could. I guess, you could, can you play Bertans? Maybe. I don't think our projections like Bertans. And results, and what's going on? Why, why is it? It's going slow. The 300 lineups is going very slow. Uh, yeah, in the first game, Washington, Detroit, I see playing Detroit guys. You know, you take Derrick Rose, you take Andre Drummond. I think the Toronto, I think Toronto is a great matchup, but just like Fred Van Vliet's probably is on a 30 minute limit. Siakam's probably not much more than that. And then with them back, like every, everyone's priced like, like normally, like is there anything that stands out? Like according to, to RG projections, like really nothing on by a good matchup, but I mean, nothing really stands out. And they, the only, Siakam is the only one with a positive, positive plus minus. And on the Atlanta side, I mean, the, the typical, yeah, you Trey Young and John Collins. I mean, you could play them. I'd say more GPP worthy. But like guys like Herder, like with Teague in this rotation now, like it hurts guys like Herder and Hunter, all the, all the subsidiary type of guys. Like he just hurts them all. Because Teague's now Teague's getting like the backup point guard minutes and overlapping a little. So Herder's not getting the ball handling. And getting like Bembry is going down. I mean, so nothing stands out there. And then we got Philadelphia, Brooklyn. And I guess you could play, you could play, you know, with with or with and beat out. I mean, you could play any one of like their main four guys for a ceiling. You could, but they don't like stand out. Or anything, and then Brooklyn. Okay, let me go back. We'll go to the three hundred lineup soon. Uh, Brooklyn. I mean, essentially, it's Irving or nothing. Or maybe you could play Jared Allen because uh, DeAndre Jordan's out, but they've been giving minutes to to Nicholas Claxton. So maybe Allen gets thirty-one, Claxton gets six. Okay, I could see that. So maybe play Irving because Kyrie, if he's going to play thirty-four minutes, he's underpriced. It's seventy-eight hundred. He's a nine K player when playing this amount of minutes. Bad, sure, bad matchup, but I mean, just a, it's a good price. So let's take a look at 
Come on, my lineups. Okay. So we see here, I'm just building 300 lineups based on just the, the projections that are here. Just who shows up the most based on our projections. Okay. What type of lineup builds are there? So we get a lot of Kyrie, a lot of Bagley, a lot of Giannis, a lot of Diallo, Nance, Sexton even. What's Sexton's price? 6,100? I guess it's a good matchup against the Knicks. Joe Harris comes up for, for to, to slot in some places. Jaron Jackson. Like, I draw the line here. Like, it goes from a 100 down to, like, 32, and then it cut, kind of goes to 16. So, like, cutting it off here. I see that this looks like, I mean, this is more of a stars and scrubs because you're playing, like, Hamadou Diallo. Like, Hamadou Diallo is what? 3,600. I mean, he's look, he played 32 minutes because because Ferguson's out, right? Played 32 minutes. He got five fantasy points. Okay. This is why you don't, you don't, you look at, you look at these types of guys and go, do I really want them in my lineup? Right. But I think, I think uh, the, the Cleveland guys against, against the Knicks, they're viable targets. Uh, I mean, even the Knicks against Cleveland. I mean, Marcus Morris or Elf Payton, they come up. You see, Drummond doesn't come up at that much. Like, what are, what are the centers that come up more? Because we get the cheapos, like Bagley in the center spot. That's what that's what it's trying to get you to do. Bagley in the center spot. But this is only because of 83% Hamadou Diallo. So let's say we don't want to play him. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna put my build rules down to like a hundred, just to make it faster. Okay. So let's say, like, because I'm trying to think of GPP constructions also. So I'm trying to look at, like, positive, chalky type of constructions. So maybe we, we X out Diallo and Bamba and, like, anyone with a negative RGB. Basically, I just want anyone with negative. So Joe Harris is gone. Zeller is gone. Isaiah Thomas is gone. Bacon is gone. I'm looking at point per dollar, and then if that's a negative, DiVincenzo gone, Brooke Lopez gone. Do I have to go any further than this, really? Jordan McRae gone. Miles Bridges gone. Corey Joseph, do we have to go all the way down, 5.4? Maybe. Okay, now I think we're good. Okay, so I got rid of I got rid of all these guys. And Hamid Diallo actually has a positive RGB value, but... Yeah, maybe maybe he, he does belong in a chalk construction. But I'm going to take him out anyway, just to see what happens. So I'm going to build up, build 100 lineups. I know Flo Mark, Marcus is 5,900 on DK, but I mean, how many minutes is he going to get? I mean, is, is he that much of a deal? Babaka is going to be there also? They got everyone back. I mean... Toronto's matchup against Atlanta is great. It's just a matter of like they've they, they're all healthy now. Okay, so now we get a lot of Nance. I still got a lot more Sexton. Got Sexton, I, Irving, Sexton, Morris, Nance, Drummond. See, this is where Drummond comes in. More Peyton, more Garland, more Jared Jackson. Okay, so here's Tony Snell in there. So that 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 that's the Hamadou Diallo, right? But if we see in these types of constructions, you get less Giannis, a little less less Giannis. So you take a look at some of these Drummond constructions. Like I could definitely see playing a lineup like this. Like what's wrong with this? Like it's more of a cash lineup. 
Irving, Sexton, Morris, Nance, Drummond, Peyton, Jackson, Bagley. But let's say I want to take out Nance also. Let's say I don't, I don't want to play him. And Diallo. I'm going to run 100 now. Could be a blowout. Who cares about a blowout? I, I, don't, I don't understand why people care about... Who cares about blowouts? If you think it's a blowout, bet on the game. Make more money. I rely on the fact that people think it's going to be a blowout, so I play the game because it lowers ownership. What does it matter? Sometimes the game is blowout and everyone plays the main minutes anyway. So now that I took out some of the other kind of crappier players, we get some builds, more Garland, more Jackson, Peyton, George Hill, I guess. Still not getting as much Drummond as I thought I would get. Get a lot more Sexton, though. Yeah, I mean, but look at this. I mean, Sexton's 6,100, and he's playing, like, 35 minutes and putting up nearly 20 shots. So, like, I don't, I don't mind these, these, these Cavalier guys. I don't mind them. If they're gonna, if Sexton's only going to be seventeen percent owned, maybe I, I'm I'm over the field on that. See, Kyrie, like Kyrie, Kyrie seems uh, like someone that I could fade. He's going to be projected. He's going to be half GPP. I'm not talking about cash games. There's options there. Like, yes, like if like Kyrie, for instance, is seventy eight hundred. So let's say like in order to be GPP relevant on a nine game slate. He's going to have to put up at least 50, right? I mean, he's going to have to, right? Get bigger. At least 50, if not 55. So let's say Kyrie Irving only has a 48-point game. I mean, that's still fine for 7,800, but is it is it necessary? If he's going to be 50% on. When there are guards available. I mean, we could go to, we could go to the guard pool. Let's... Even who cares about it? let's let's include everyone again, include all, include them back. So if we go to the guard spots, I'm going to click on just the guards. Let's sort by point per dollar, or start by RGB. Just right. Kyrie Irving, seventy eight hundred. Ben Simmons this is a little bit more expensive. Simmons like Westbrook. Who's playing Westbrook? Two percent owned, ninety eight hundred. Yeah, that's probably overpriced for this matchup. Jimmy Butler, like Kyrie Irving is 7,800. Jimmy Butler's 8,300. That's close enough, right? Derrick Rose is 7,200. Devontae Graham against Orlando is 7,100. Chris Paul, 6,800. They all have like at least half the ownership of Kyrie Irving. Okay? Kyrie Irving puts up uh, 48 points. Are you telling me that Butler can't put up more than that? That Shai Gilgis Alexander can't have put up more than that? I mean, like, guys in that range. I mean, we take a look right over here. Yes, he is the best play. That's not the point that I'm making. He is the best play. From a median perspective, yes. But he's also going to be 50% owned. There, 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 are, there are instances where Kyle Lowry outscores him. And Derrick Rose outscores him. And Lonzo Ball outscores him. Or Drew Holiday, if he was playing. Outscores him. Chris Paul. Jimmy Butler. Zach Levine for for 900 more. 
So play play lineups for those instances. I'm not saying you don't play Kyrie. If you play Kyrie in a lineup in GPP today on the nine-game DraftKings slate, make sure you get leverage elsewhere. If he's going to be mega-owned, like don't play a, a Kyrie-Giannis lineup. Or if you play a Kyrie-Giannis lineup, make sure that you're playing, some, you're playing someone that is single-digit owned or something. Try to get leverage somewhere, right? Or if you're going to play a Kyrie-Drummond lineup, Make sure you get leverage elsewhere. So it's not a matter of do you play Kyrie or you don't play Kyrie. It's what types of lineups do you play him in and what types of lineups do you not play him in. So, for instance, if I like this Cleveland, uh, the New York-Cleveland game, for instance, and let's say I want to semi-stack it, semi-stack it. Like I don't play Love. Let's say let's say I'm going to play Sexton. Let, let's say I play Sexton. I'll even throw it in, Okay. I'll even show you. You got this on the screen, right? Let's say I want to play Sexton. I want to play Nance. I don't play Love. Then I want to play Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris in there. And then in Peyton. Do something like that. Do like a two plus two type of thing. Okay? I filled guard spots. So this would be the type of lineup where I'm not playing Kyrie Irving. So I've already filled up two guard spots. I'm, I'm taking, I'm getting my leverage with the construction and the players. Because if I didn't play Peyton, then, then maybe I could play Irving. So now I got a center spot. Of course, Larry Nance is also eligible at center. So maybe I do want to, I do want to play Drummond against the, the the Wizards. I got average main, remaining salary of sixty five hundred. See, this is how you would hand build a GPP lineup into a large field GPP. Like oh it's it's not single entry it's not no I could you could do this for the fifteen dollar whatever that's what that's what I used to do and then you learn how to program lineup HQ to build these types of lineups so I'm going through just a hand build this is how I would hand build a lineup so I go okay I'm fading Irving I'm kind of semi stacking the Cleveland game Sexton and Nance okay I'm going to need a shooting guard uh, I don't really like anyone on the on the Washington side. I mean that would be that would at least be correlated with with Drummond, but what are the game? What are the games have low ownership, not dramatically low ownership, but but decent decent pricing. I'm going to go by RGB. I'm not going to play Giannis in this lineup. I'm not going to be able to play Giannis in this lineup. So I got Drummond in there. Oh, I got Bagley. I don't mind playing the Bagley chalk because I'm not playing Giannis and I'm not playing Irving, and I got a forward spot over here. So let's let's put in Bagley. I got 70.50 left. So I got plenty of money. Okay. So let's say I look around and I go, okay, I could spend up. Where can I pay for something? Well, I need a shooting guard. So I'm probably going to pay up a shooting guard. You can move sex in the shooting guard. Is sex in the shooting guard eligible? Oh, Sexton is shooting guard eligible. You're right. They they've changed around their uh, they've cha- uh, DK has made like more players just like solo position like pay like they've done more of that so I just expected Sexton to only be point guard eligible but thank you in the chat thank you soccer Seth in the chat so that gives me that gives me now I don't I don't need to play uh, I don't need to play a shooting guard it could be any guard. But I don't want to play Irving. The whole point of this lineup is to not play Irving. Because once I start plugging in Irving into this lineup, 
this is a large field GPP. If like, if I were going to play Irving here, I'm not going to play Bagley here, right? I, I, I don't want to make a chalky construction. So now that I got 7,000 left, maybe uh, I play Chris Paul against uh, the Rockets or something like that. Like, say, where's Chris Paul? Where did he go? He's somewhere. Looks I'm not sorting it by salary. That would help. Chris Paul, revenge game, whatever. Then we have 73 left. Uh, where's, I got guards up. Where's Capella? What's Capella's price? Capella somewhere? Oh, it's 8,100. I can't afford him. So 7,300. Let's see. Someone that's correlative or let's see. What can we do here? Who has enough of a ceiling? Or maybe instead of playing Paul, you play SGA in this slot. Then now you're looking for a $6,700 player. And maybe uh, Derek Favors. Like if, he, if he's announced that he's going to be playing. There you go. 49.9. Something like this. I mean, I'm just doing this off the top of my head right now. But there. I started with the strategy of I'm going to fade Kyrie Irving in this line. You just start with that. That's that's the first decision point. And then I go, okay, well, what game do I like uh, pricing-wise? Okay, the Knicks, it keeps on, hey, the, the projections keep on shoving in Sexton places. So maybe I should take a look at the Cavs. So I'm going to play Sexton, and then go, okay, I'll play Nance also. And then I could play two Knicks that are seemingly underpriced and a good matchup. So I'll play Mars and Peyton. So now that I've made the decision, number one, Fade Kyrie Irving. Number two, select a game that I like, that I could play at least like a two plus one. That's what I did. I played a two plus two. Then fill out the rest of the lineup. Then fill out, okay, I'm, I'm not playing Kyrie, so I don't mind playing a chalky Bagley. And I don't really mind playing a chalky Drummond, especially when I got my center slot open. And then you fill out with high upside guys in the rest of your lineup. The best plays that are left, I guess. And there you go. So that there, there's a lineup right there. It's correlative to some extent. It has leverage. But if you decided instead of playing, like let's say you didn't want to do this. Let's say instead of Nance, you wanted to play Love. You assume he's playing. Now, well, now that's going to change. Now you only get 50, 60 left. And now, now you're going to have to, now you have to get a construction that has cheaper players in it. Typically, Sexton and Love are at prices where if Sexton puts up 42 points, those shots probably come out of Love. So I don't want to play Love and Sexton together at their current prices. Yes, I guess they both could get there, but I'd rather not. That's the reason why I'm playing Nance there. But let's say I didn't want to play Nance at all. I just want to do Sexton, Peyton, Mars. Then I could put Bagley in that spot. Then maybe I can play that Paul Capella. Where did Paul go? Did I exclude him by accident? Okay. The buttons are very close together. But Paul, and maybe then I can play Capella in the utility spot. And I have 3,100. Okay, maybe I, maybe I can't even get that, right? So I can't even get that. Maybe I don't play Morris. And then that's where I play Diallo. 
Although I think Diallo today is probably a pretty bad GPP play. Then you could fit a 5,100. You could find something there. So this is how you'd hand build. So it's not just like lineup HQ to, to use to, like, oh, I need to make 100. I could only use lineup HQ if I'm making 20 or 100 or whatever. You use lineup HQ as a tool for whatever way you want to use it. Look at the projections. You have all these projections here. You can get this, rotogrinders.com slash premium. This is what you use it for. You see you see all the relevant stuff that you need to know. The totals of the games, all the stats if you want, the ownership, floor ceiling, median projections, point per dollar, RG plus minus value, everything here. And you could even like build a little lineup here. You could sort by team and everything. And you go through going, okay, what, what, there's a difference between finding the best plays and building the best lineups. And I think that's the overall sense that i'm talking about today on today's show with the nfl with the nba 2 p.m slate we're not going to have news on these five o'clock games so i don't why does DraftKings do this why can't they just make the, the they should have just made the early be two two thirty and three and then made the main five o'clock on just be five o'clock till whenever like that's what they should have done but they didn't or split it three different ways. Who knows? It's it's Martin Luther King Day. I have a dream. I have a dream that the rate got lower. Uh, that would be my dream. That the rate on these sites got lower. But if, if you have any questions, as always, I'm in the Discord. Uh, if you're if a premium member, go to the NBA channel. I'm always in there for NBA or NFL or wherever, wherever, wherever you're in there. And uh, and I'll answer anything you want. I'm also on Twitter at Blender HD. You can find me there. Uh, we got we got early show stuff at uh, 11 a.m. Uh, this is the second week. It's going strong. If you like, once we get back on YouTube, like and subscribe. I can't really say, I couldn't, I couldn't like bother you people to like and subscribe because uh, Vimeo doesn't really have that. And it doesn't really matter. So uh, so I hope you learned something. Some, uh, some small slate strategies. Uh, looked a little bit into the, the NBA slate for today. And uh, other than that, uh, that's been the DFS pregame show. I'll see you tomorrow on rotogrinders.com. 